0: Well, I don't know about you, but I sure as hell missed the sound of my voice. Did you? <gasps> Hi, everybody. Happy Monday, Uh March 14th. It is I, Andrew, the and this of pop culture. After taking a month-long, I don't know if I would call it sabbatical, but after taking a month-long vacay, I'm back. I, um... I I I took a minute because I I just needed some time, you know. I was focusing so much on other things, and um, I just you know wanted to re re inspire myself. And uh, there was just so much going on that I could have talked about, but I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna put a pin in it and sort of mull over things and whatever. But anyways, I'm here. So much to talk about, so much to catch you up on And there's been just so much great TV Obviously, Euphoria finished Inventing Anna I'm watching the dropout on Hulu Bridgerton season 2 is about to come back I finally got a chance to watch season 1, which is crazy I never jumped on the Bridgerton, you know, train Until as of late Um, So it's all that to talk about, of course The Kanye, the Kim, the Pete of it all Uh, Movies, everything Batman, Zoe Kravitz, Rob Pattinson (laughs) There's just been a lot going on in the world And I thought, um, you know what? I, I think I, after... I literally stopped, I literally recorded my last episode um, February 14th, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a minute, and you know, the fact that it's March 14th, I, I thought that a month off would be good. I've been, you know, mostly watching a lot of stuff, talking, um, living my best life, honey, and I have to tell you, after a month off, I'm ready to uh, return to my love, my passion, and that's of course, shooting and chatting to you all, my mistresses. So once again, hi everybody, it's I, Andrew DeVitri, the Mission of Pop Culture, here to bring you some Fabulous pop culture-based stories occasionally adapt. dabble into Baltics, but there's not much—I mean, obviously we all know what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, and that's also sort of why I've taken a break, because I've been following so much of what's been going on overseas that I just—there's a lot going on, and, and it, it's hard to be so positive about everything when there's such catastrophic devastation going on in the world— but, you know, I thought to myself, well, what makes me happy when I'm really down and really blue is, you know, all these great podcasts that I listen to, great TV shows, shout out to my favorite podcast of all time, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, such a big fan, and that's literally what's been getting me through these crazy tumultuous times, that and um, lots of Netflix and HBO Max, so, yes, honey, but aside from that, um, what's, what's new? Okay, I, I have, I'm obviously, mostly what I want to talk about today is the Kanye, Kim and Pete Um colorful triangle of that dynamic, to put it politely. But before I get into that, there's I, I first want to talk about Euphoria. How incredible it was. If, if you don't know Euphoria as an HBO so show, HBO Max, I was watching on HBO Max It's incredible, starring Zendaya, Seni Sweeney, Alexa Demijen, Jacob Alordi, um, Barbie Fiera, and many, many, many other incredible talented people. Um, and I gotta say, after eight incredible episodes, Season two finished, and Omad oh, Um, It was great. I mean, Zendaya is iconic in this role. I mean, I've been a big fan of her since her Shake It Up days on Disney Channel with Bella Thorne. But, of course, now she's taken on a much more heavy, dramatic role as Rue, who is a struggling addict. Um, And we follow her journey, and it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult show to watch. If you haven't watched it, it's dark, but it's basically about um, high school today. And I think I think this show takes place in California. It must, because there's, like houses and locations that I've literally driven by before so it's obviously about to take place in LA but it was incredible and um <clears throat> I gotta give a huge shout out to my favorite character of the show and that is of course well two it's obviously um uh, Maddie and uh uh Maddie and Cassie played by Maddie's played by the iconic Alexa Demi and he's played by <laughs> Cassie's played by Cindy Sweeney who you guys might know from The White Lotus She was also on The Handmaid's Tale she's incredible and Basically, this season sort of followed a, a very complicated love triangle between Maddie Cassie and Nate, played by Jacob Elordi, who was incredible on in the show. And you might know Jacob Elordi from Netflix's The Kissing Booth, which he's just so great in this role. Um, everybody's just so talented. And huge shout-out to uh, um, Alana Ubak, who played Suze Howard, who is Mada Patel and Tony Sweetie's mom, who you guys know from Legally Blonde. She played one of Elle Woods' besties, the brunette... Um, the brunette... Uh, uh, Delta New So great in the show and, um, and Yeah I just have to, I, I can't speak highly enough about it It was so great And I loved watching it And it was You know Sam Levinson is a, a su- Supreme talent And I'm very much looking forward to season 3 Which we all know won't be out until 2024 So yeah But then I also started watching um, I, I ooh, excuse me I started watching On Hulu The Amanda Seyfried series The Dropout Which follows the Rise and fall Of Elizabeth Holmes And what's interesting is because as I'm watching this show, I'm also watching "Inventing Anna, the Anna Delvey story on Netflix. And it's very interesting because they're very similar narratives in that two... They're basically about two con artists. Um, But it's interesting because "Inventing Anna, which follows Anna Delvey, who is the Russian, um, young Russian lady who masqueraded around as a German heiress um, and, you know, stole hundreds of thousands of dollars, allegedly, and almost had a bank lender, $40 million, and all this craziness... um, the the Shonda Rhimes show it's it's like you're rooting for her, which is why I find it so incredible. But with um the Dropout of Hulu, starring Amanda Seyfried as Elizabeth Holmes, they're really showing what a what a uh, what a m- just bad person she was, and rightfully so. I mean, she she conned people out of billions of dollars. I mean, I think I think about one time uh, her company Theranos was worth about nine billion, and of course she lost it all today, and she's been charged as guilty, and um and Adelby's Anna Delvey, too, is in ICE at Rutgers in New York, so it's very interesting, but I gotta say, it's, Amanda Seyfried is so great in this, I mean, I've only ever seen her in, of course, her starring role as Karen Smith in the iconic Mean Girls, but also as Sophie in Mamma Mia 1 and 2, <laughs> iconic movies, um, but Amanda Seyfried is so great, and it, she's funny, she's dramatic, and you just dislike her so much, which is so crazy, because in everything else I've seen her and you love her so much, but... She's doing such a great job as Elizabeth Holmes, and I've been watching on YouTube a lot of videos of Elizabeth Holmes, the real Elizabeth Holmes, with that accent and, like, the deep voice, and it's just crazy. And then Julia Garner, who plays Anna Delvey, a.k.a. Anna Sorokin, is an incredible young actress. She's from Ozark. I've actually never seen Ozark. I know people that have watched it and love her. But she's so good in this series, you guys. Netflix is really crushing it, and Shonda Rhimes is crushing it. And speaking of Shonda Rhimes, this brings us to Bridgerton season one, which I finally had a chance to jump on. I don't know why I didn't watch season one; when everybody else was raving about it. But I'm literally so obsessed. I mean, I can't even. Um, Phoebe Denover, who plays Daphne Bridgerton, is iconic. Jonathan Bailey, who plays Anthony Bridgerton, so handsome. And season two is going to follow him and the young lady that he's courting. Who is it's it's really exciting because the two the lead I guess the two new female leads of season two are Indian, which is so great to see representation um but anyways it's a stellar cast and i i just i can't speak highly enough about it obviously we know that the actor who played the duke of hastings is not going to be returning um but you know the rest of the cast is great and i love 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 the actress who plays the queen i love the actress who plays um uh i forget the sister's name um Phoebe Dennever's sister, who's, like, looking to find who Lady Whistledown is. Also, shout out to Julie Andrews, who is a narrator of the show, which I love. But also, also, there's so many also's with Bridgerton. Not only is it so visually spectacular, but let me just... I can't even. Lady Featherington, who is, like, the basic... If you watch The O.C., Melinda Clark, Lady Featherington is basically the Melinda Clark of Bridgerton. And it's so crazy because these actresses look so similar a lot... So similarly, um, uh, uh... Melinda Clark played Julie Cooper, and the actress who plays... Lady Featherington is named Polly Walker. I did like a side-by-side on Google because it's like, these women are basically the same. They have the same like cat eye, gorgeous eyes, and literally other people too have done the same thing. So it's iconic, it's a great show, and I'm really looking forward to season two, which comes out March 25th, streaming on Netflix. And shout out to Shauna Land. And also what I love about Inventing Anna is the cast is great, aside from Julia Garner. Katie Lowe's is in it, Laverne Cox is in it. Um, and that actress who played, who was in Veep, um, Anna, Anna Klemski. She's the lead, she's the reporter, and it, it, everybody's so great, and there's just been so many great yeah, TV series and everything, we're in the golden age of TV. And the last thing I want to talk about that I saw, there's so, much, there's so much else I've been watching, but I'm just going to talk about this, is The Batman with Rob Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. It was honestly my favorite Batman that I've ever seen, I mean I'm such a big fan of the Christian Bale ones, but Zoe Kravitz as Selina, um, uh, whatever, Selena, whatever, she plays Catwoman and then Rob Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. It's very well done. Very dark, very nitty-gritty, and visually it's 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 just so spectacular. Which which actually makes sense because uh Matt Reeves who directed the film is a visionary and he did such a great job capturing Gotham and the the nitty-grittiness. And, and you know, critics have actually been sort of um titling this film as woke It's not woke. Zoe Kravitz's character makes one comment about white privilege and whatnot, and I get it. And I think that that's... You have to be in tune with the times. You can't be on the wrong side of history, so it makes sense that it said that. But that's literally one tiny millisecond of the film, which I think is rightfully deserved, and I'm glad that it's in there. But it was so great. The action scenes are incredible. Um... There's there's humor in it. Uh Colin Farrell's character is so great as a penguin and I believe he's getting an HBO uh, limited series from what I read on Deadline a couple weeks ago which is so great because he's actually one of my favorite characters ever. Uh Batman series, but I mean yeah, I'm a huge fan of The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises obviously the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker and um Bane who is played by Tom Hardy are such incredible villains. But the villain in this movie was the young kid and then we saw at the end of the film spoiler alert there's he's in jail jo- in jail with the joker well i think it's a joker but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the continuation of this franchise and i'm just really proud of rob pattinson because of course when i think of rob i think of edward cullen twilight he was you know this guy i mean rob pattinson's all i mean that held great for him i mean he must be so happy he's getting these like massive franchises and, and i attributed that to his talent and i'm also really happy that Kristen stewart is getting all this buzz for her role as the um, iconic Princess Diana, Lady Di. Um, so I'm just really happy that these two are just crushing it in their perspective, respective like roles because they're both supreme talents, and, you know, Twilight's one of my favorite franchises of all time, and it introduced me to vampires, which, honey, let me tell you something. Love me some vampires. So, yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, oh, also, you, you're going to probably like think this is really silly, but... I've been watching The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder on Disney+, Plus, which is a continuation of the iconic Disney cartoon The Proud Family with, you know, Penny Proud, Oscar Proud, Sugar Mama, Trudy Proud, The Gross Sister, Tuesday Night Jones, La Cienega, Zoe. Um, it's just iconic. And it's so great, and they, it's so great to see them as young adults. Um, it's so funny, and it's better than ever, and it's in the same, like, um... Cadence as the original series, which I'm loving, and I highly suggest it's on Disney+, and it's so funny, I mean, yeah, you're probably gonna be like, how mature are you to watch The Proud Family, but, like, let me tell you something, honey, it was one of those shows, much like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens, that sort of shaped my, um, more formative years, so, hell yeah, I'm gonna watch it, and by the way, Pam and Tommy on Hulu Finish, it was so great, starring Lily James and Sebastian Stan, and Seth, um, Seth, what is his name, Seth, Rogan. um, so great, it's also really weird because they shot it right where I live and I saw them shooting it right where I live and I saw Seth Rogen going to set one day and I was like this is so weird what are they shooting and then I obviously googled it and I was like oh Pam and Tommy oh, interesting and then you know a year later it came out and hey um so yeah I I if you haven't watched it yet it's so great and Lily James literally is the human embodiment of Pamela Anderson and yeah very well done but there's so much content to watch you guys and I'm just really excited for Bridgerton Season 2, which is coming out later this month. Also, the Obi-Wan series with Ewan McGregor is coming out at the end of this month, and I'm so excited for that. Also, by the way, and I know that I've already seen the trailer of it when it came out on the Super Bowl Sunday, February, but seeing the trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen in theaters on a large screen literally got me so excited for May when it's coming out, so that's going to be awesome. (gasps) Love TV! So... Oh, I have makeups now. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty much what's been going on in terms of content that I've been taking in, um, everything. But without with that being said, let's um, let's get into some stories. And it's pretty much only one or two stories I have for you guys. But it's the Kanye Pete came of it all, and it's a, uh, it's it's a lot. You know, it's 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 heartbreaking. It's heavy. It's not funny. It's like. It's a mess. It's basically a mess. And you know what? What comes to mind when reading all this every day, it's not an everyday thing, but like when, you know, Kanye releases these videos and whatnot and posts and then deletes is Wendy Williams. Obviously, we all heard the news that Sherry Shepard's is going to be taking over the Wendy Williams show um, because while Wendy's on her indefinite hiatus, I guess the advertisers or whatever they needed to figure out what was going to happen to Wendy's been off for almost a year. So Sherry's getting the show. I hope Wendy has a swift and speedy recovery with whatever is Going on because all I want to know is Wendy Williams' opinions and everything. She breaks it down, she's funny, she's humorous, and she's you know, she's a little bit messy, but she breaks it down and she's real about it. And I know she's friends with the Kardashians, but even though she's like, This is my job, and this is what I'm here to talk about, and all I want to know is her opinion about all this. And she, you know, when she used to talk about Condé, she used to refer to him as that madman who rides around on a bicycle, which is yeah, it's not funny, but like it's Wendy Williams. And when Wendy Williams says something, it's hilarious, and I'm really, really, really missing her. And I want to know what she has to say about it. I want to know when he's taking all this. Hold on, I have to have a sip of water because I am parched, honey. Hold on She just, she, she gets it, and she's like, she says all the right things, and I just hope she comes back in some form, <laughs> in some form, at a podcast, or, or a new show, or a radio show, maybe she'll go back to her roots and go on the radio, or, or have a podcast, or, you know, I don't know, but, anyways, I, um, I'm gonna talk more about Wendy Williams in another episode, but let's get into the Pete and Kanye of it all, because it's a lot, okay, so, <sighs> The big story of the day is what I woke up to on Sunday. I think a lot of us woke up to this. And this is from TMZ. Um, basically, the title of the article is, Kanye West Reignites Custody War with Kim. Pete's Clearly Had Enough, Pete Davidson. Okay, I'm going to break it down for you. Kanye West is at it again, rapid-fire posting multiple videos and screenshots to prove what he claims is a raw deal on how his kids are being raised, without much say from him. And one other thing is for certain, Pete Davidson isn't biting his tongue anymore. Yay, Kanye West. Posted several videos with allegations against Kim Kardashian Claiming she's pulling the rug from out under him As it relates to letting their kids come to Sunday service Specifically, with North Turns out, Pete was watching Kanye's Instagram activity Because a string of text messages between the two All of this morning, popped up on social media Okay, so before I continue this article I'm going to read you the Kanye and Pete exchange Because Kanye posted it, but then the Shade Room reposted it Because Kanye took all of his posts down so, this is what was said, just bear with me one second. Okay, so, here are the texts. Okay, yo, it's Skeet. Skeet is what Kanye has been referring to, Pete Davidson, so I guess, you know, Pete Davidson is jumping in on the joke and basically being self-aware and funny. Yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second to calm down? It's 8 a.m., and it don't gotta be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you are so effing lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the f up. And then Kanye responds to that saying, oh, you using profanity? Where are you right now? And then Pete savagely posted, responded with, in bed with your wife. And he posted him doing a peace sign, did a camera of him in bed, but obviously Kim's not in the photo. I don't know if he did that to provoke him or if he was just, you know, whatever. And then Kanye responded, quote, not quote, Happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. And then Pete responded to Kanye saying, Same here. It's wonders what those places do when you get help. You should try it. I'm in LA for the day if you want to stop being a little internet black, uh, uh, blurred it out. So I don't know what it says. Boy and talk. Um, and then Pete also said, By the way, this is a screenshot of a iMessage exchange. So obviously blue is Pete and white, uh, the white messages, which are the outgoing, um, are Kanye. You don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so bleeping embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. And then Kanye responded to that, You're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. Pete responded, saying, Why don't we meet after Sunday service in Saints game? I'll be at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and we can have food and talk it out in my room, privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. What you are doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And then Kanye responded to that, saying, You want to see me? Come to Sunday service. And then... He so appropriately responded with this. So appropriately, excuse me, responded with this. This isn't public, dude. I'm not here for your pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental stuff too, and it's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions towards me. I stopped SNL from talking about or making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months. I've stopped. And I've stopped stand-up comedians, and then the message exchange ends. Okay, so that's the text exchange between Pete and Kanye. Very interesting that Kanye has a lot to say in his videos, but through text exchange, barely anything. By the by, a lot of the videos that Kanye posted this morning that he took down, that the Shade Room picked up, Kanye is visibly very upset, and it's almost like he's, he's holding back his tears and channeling those tears into spilling... private private and intimate details of what's going on between him and his ex-wife kim to the public which is very inappropriate okay so back to this article um okay this sort of recaps what i just said but i'm gonna read it anyways uh pete gives kim credit for being an awesome mom telling kanye he should be thankful she's the one taking care of the kids but then he sets his sights on making things work with kanye pete invited kanye for a one-on-one chat at his hotel and without cameras Pete tells Ye he's been more than respectful over the past few months as Kanye bashed him, but he's done being nice. Either the two work things out, or it's no more Mr. Nice Guy. As for his post, Kim's angry about a new video on Kim and North's TikTok account in which North sings along to the lyrics of a song about liking emo girls. Kanye doesn't think that's okay. Kanye also claimed Pete had bragged about being in his bed with, quote, his wife, which the text prove was legit, but as TMZ has told us, Kim is now legally single. Okay, <laughs> so first and foremost, I want to say... It wasn't Kanye or Pete. It wasn't Kanye that released these texts. It was one of Pete's friends, I guess, that showed the exchange between the two. And then I guess Kanye posted it, uh, whatever. Um, This whole thing started with Kanye posting a video about how upset he was that Kim's on TikTok. I'm sorry, North is on TikTok run by Kim. And a lot of us know that even though they have a verified massive account with a big following, the comments are disabled. There's no comments on any of the videos. So everything that North posts, nobody can respond to it, which I think is the right thing for a parent to do when you have a young kid. I believe she's nine, 10, 11, she's young. Kimba's doing the right thing. She's running the account. She's monitoring what's going on. Maybe North has an iPhone, but maybe she isn't logged into TikTok on her account. Maybe she doesn't have the login, which is great. There's nothing wrong going on there. What Kanye's basically saying in the videos, and he, it's basically basically is saying, he said God doesn't want his daughter to be run by TikTok, to be run by Disney, to be run by Hulu. And the reason why he's saying that is because obviously the new Kardashian show is going to be on Hulu. I think Kanye's just saying a lot of this because he's, this is my opinion. He's losing control of, his, he's lost control of his family. Kim is obviously the primary parent. As she said in her Instagram story a couple of weeks ago, she's the primary caregiver. Kanye is... Being very messy, he it's it's point blank. He's out here dating girls that look just like Kim. I don't know if it's Kanye's type or he's literally just finding girls and morphing them. Although not Julia Fox. Julia Fox was like her own queen, but this new girl he's dating, Cheney something, she is literally a human uh, embodiment of like a a carbon copy of Kim. Which if she if it's this young lady's mo to strive to look like Kim, then all the power to her because yes, Kim is a beautiful woman. She's an, she has an iconic look and. I mean, any woman that wants to look like that, I love it. I've, if I was a woman, I would want to look like that, too. But Kanye is out here toting her around. Obviously, he's doing it to—he's basically poking the bear. He wants to flaunt the fact that he's dating a Kim lookalike to Kim. It's it's point-blank. It's simple. Say, say what you want about it. Maybe disagree, but that's basically what's happening. We all know why he's doing it. He's being messy. He's being shady. I really like what Pete said, minus the fact that the embed thing, but then he, you know— mended his sort of position by saying, get help, stop making this so public, and obviously Kanye wants Pete to go to Sunday service to twist it and whatever, and whatever. Pete's not going to fall for it, and I think Pete probably has a lot to say, and he's been very, very quiet about it, but until now, he's probably just like, screw this, I'm done with you attacking my girlfriend, and I, I, you're not married. Kim has been granted legally single by the judge. That's the only thing Kanye was talking about in some of his videos. He's like, a lot of you, Kanye was self-aware enough, and I give credit a little bit of credit to this. He was like, "I'm." a lot of you are saying that the judge is going to, this is going to be all used against me in court. And he's like, it doesn't matter because I basically have no custody of my kids. It's like, the wife has all the custody. The husbands don't have anything, you know, this and that. And then he brings God into it. And then he also talks about how he want, he was creating a school for his kids to go. Okay. That was kind of like cultish. Like I think Kanye is not. And I, I, I have something I want to say, but I don't know if I should say it. It's not It's not about Kanye. It's about something. It's like, I can relate this story. I'm, okay, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. Anyway, so I think Kanye is misguided in the fact that he wants to limit or restrict his kids in such a way where they go to a school developed by him and not have them interact with the outside world, which I think is the wrong way to parent. I think the right way to parent is, while wow, Kim is doing it, letting their kids grow up, self-discovery, self-expression. That's the way to do it. Otherwise, your kids are going to have a warped um, perception of reality. Yes, they're very famous, so obviously the world's going to be very different than, like, say, a normal kid's or a non celebrities kid's like, upbringing and whatnot, but Kim letting North express herself via TikTok with Kim in the videos is like... Wh- it's just crazy. And TikTok even responded to this saying Kim has done nothing wrong, and it's like she's the one who's created the account and logged and everything. I just think Kanye is like... I don't know. It's 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 very heavy and I I um I just like I I wish him, her, Pete, the kids, the family, I wish all of them like love and, and even though Kanye's doing stuff I vehemently like disagree with. Sorry. <laughs> I swallowed. I just ate like a really, really delicious egg sandwich I'm like eating as I record, which is so unprofessional but girls gotta eat. It's just very dark and um I don't know. But anyways, there's been two updates to this article, and i want to read them to you. And the first being, um actually there's blown article. Uh, a little souping eye goes a long way, and if you look closely at Pete's chest, because obviously Pete sent when he said that thing about him being in bed with Kim, he posted a shirtless photo of him lying down, doing a peace sign. Um, a little souping goes a long way, and if you look closely at Pete's chest here, it would appear he's got some new ink for his new girl, getting Kim's name tattooed on his chest. It's subtle, but it's definitely there. And as the imprint seems to be fresh, as you know, Pete has a tendency to get his girlfriend's names tattooed on his body. Ariana Grande comes to mind, and now it seems Kim's joining the club in that respect. <sighs> it's a lot. Um... I'm just hopping over to E! News to see if they've posted anything about it, which they haven't. And then I'm going to go to page six to see if they've posted, which they've posted a few things. Anyways, Pete is basically defending it amazing girly Kim. And I just think Kanye should stop being so public about this because he's taking it, as Bethany Frankel said, in a very, very poignant Instagram uh, TikTok a couple of weeks ago. Kanye's taking his gripe with the situation to the court of public opinion versus the court of, like, the real judge and jury. And that's not the way to do it, because this this is just all building up against him. And, I mean, even though, even if he may be aware of the fact that the judge is going to be, like, that he's not, that he is basically getting the short end of the stick, it's because he is digging this hole for himself. He is saying this stuff. He's putting it out there. And I think that that's the wrong way to do it. And I think, you know, say what you want about her. And I love her. And I'm not one of the haters, but... Kim has been an incredible parent throughout all this. She's been strong. She's been a steadfast figure, and she's giving those kids a home and a life and a happy life and a, a strong sort of um, foundation for what's you know going on in this crazy world that we live in. And all power to her. By the way, yes, I know about everything going on with her saying, "Get your fucking ass up and work" when giving advice to him in a business. But you know what? I'm gonna my opinion about what Kim said to Variety is her the 99% of the people out there who are, like, ribbing her apart about it. And she ain't wrong. She's right. How else do you get successful or that successful? You work your fucking ass off and you work. I, uh, but I understand because some of the people that, like, have been saying that she, what she's saying is wrong or, like, e- she's privilege. No, it's just, she's like, giving you advice that you don't want to swallow because you're either lazy or you're just, like, too daunted by the fact that working hard can get you to, like, great... Great lengths in life, so, I don't know. But this is my opinion, and everybody has different opinions, which is why we live in a, you know, world of (laughs) free opinion. Um, yeah. But the other story I wanted to talk about before I wrap it up for the day is, this is also from TMZ. Um, B.O., Barack Obama. I caught the Rona, but I think I'm okay. Thank the Lord. Okay, Barack Obama says he's contracted COVID-19, but the good news is that he's doing all right, attributing that to the fact that he's vaccinated. The former (sighs) Prez... Announced his status Sunday morning wrote, writing, quote, I just tested positive for COVID. I had a scratchy throat for a couple days, but I'm feeling fine otherwise. Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted. She just tested. Negative. He adds, quote, it's a reminder to get vaccinated if you haven't already, even as cases go down. BO is the second living president to have tested positive for the virus. Of course, DT caught it in 2020, right in the thick of the pandemic. And seemed to be quite ill for a bit, as he had to take a pause on campaigning to get treatment and quarantine. Luckily, Joe Biden hasn't contracted COVID himself, neither has Jimmy Carter, George W. Bush, or Bill Clinton. Um, Even though he was at a high risk of doing so due to the fact that Trump attending the September debate, at which point he'd already tested positive, which is like so horrible that he did that. Um, while it's pretty shocking to hear that Barack is positive, it's not all that surprising or worrisome, especially at this point in the pandemic, when lots of people, including politicians, have also caught it, only to come back at 100% shortly thereafter. Okay, well, so glad to hear that our darling B.O. is recovering and healthy and Michelle's, you know, negative, because these are the, the, the two pillars of just perfection in our lives and protect protect Barack Obama, and Michelle Obama, not please is there our icons, is there our royalty, um... But yeah, I wanted to read that, too. But obviously, there's, there's a lot going on in the world, but the reason what brought me... I mean, aside from wine to return on the 14th, that they're finishing on the 14th, was that there was so much going on this week, and I was like, you know what, I have to jump on here and talk to you guys, because not only do I miss chitting and chatting, there was just so much to discuss, and I just... Ah, it's, over, it's overwhelming. I know you can be whelmed, and you can be overwhelmed. No, wait, what is that saying? You know, do you remember that movie, Ten Things I Hate About You, with Julia Styles and the late, great Heath Ledger... Gabrielle Union. She says this iconic line, like, I think you can be overwhelmed. You can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be well? And then <laughs> her friend responds with, I think you can in Europe. Such an iconic movie. I gotta watch it. I haven't watched it in some time, but fabulous. <sighs> Anyways, you guys, that's pretty much what's been going on with Pete, Kanye, Kim, and the crazy, crazy, never-ending wild world of pop culture that we live in. So well, that being said, thank you so much for letting me take this time off and just you know, put a put, 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 pause in my work, because I needed it. I, wanted to, I was focusing on some other stuff, doing some other projects, and I have some uh, cool stuff coming up that I'll talk to you about in due time. Um, but with that being said, I'm Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere where podcasts podcast stream. I miss you guys. I love doing this. And, um, yeah, there's... Uh, we're we're back. We're back for spring twenty twenty-two girly and lots to chat about. But with that being said, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.